everybody. Welcome to Kim and Mine's live stream. I am Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic, and this is my bestie, Kimberly Klein, intuitive coach and author. And we are here today to talk about how to talk to a pet psychic or medium, um, because I think it's just like a really helpful topic for people if they're going to talk to a pet psychic a medium, a card reader, um, uh, like pretty much anyone who deals with the spiritual or psychic world. This is a great topic to kind of know, to kind of go into it and kind of say, okay, how do I, how do I approach this? How do I do this? Um, the first thing is to research first who you're going to talk to, of course. Um, make sure they have good reviews. Make sure you can kind of either see them online or some people are really great, like word of mouth. And so just kind of get an idea of like who's out there already and who's kind of fun to go to. Um, the other thing is, is go in with a, with an open heart and really kind of think of it as something fun to do and just to kind of try it out and see how you feel. Um, if you go in there, I think, and Kim can kind of tell you too how, how she feels, but I feel like if you go in not knowing anything about psychics and you go in with great expectations, it might stop the flow of the process so kind of go in with an open heart and just kind of be like happy and see, just kind of be excited to see what comes up. What do you think about that, Kim? Yeah. So you can't go in wanting to know certain things or, or feeling like you're going to hear so much from your loved one or your animal or whoever it is that no matter what the psychic tells you, you're let down because you're going to block off the fact that you heard so much good stuff. And stuff that's meaningful. So if you're anticipating certain things, then if that certain thing doesn't happen, but you get all these other cool things, then you're just going to discount it and go, what the hell happened? And it will be later when you're talking to somebody and they're like, what are you talking about? You told me they said this, this, this. That's all great. And they'll be like, you're right. So don't um, yeah, anticipate or expect certain things. Just mm. when you get something, feel it. Mm. That, that's a great, a great sort of comment to talk about. I mean, in my business, you know, I'm the pet psychic. I want people to ask questions. I want to be able to give them certain things. Like if you're having a problem with your pet or like, or if they're like, so with me, you can definitely ask detailed questions, but not every psychic works that way. And some psychics want a blank slate. They don't want to hear questions. With me, I like that. But but then it doesn't mean that if you don't get the exact answer you're looking for, that maybe something else is going to come up. So maybe your animal or your person on the, on the other side is going to say something that you didn't expect. So don't be stuck on those, those questions because maybe you're supposed to hear something else. That's totally true. That happens every time we go to talk to one of my animals or Talia and I say, okay... Um, and you say, what do you want to ask? And I said, well, and then they bump in and say, wait, I want to say this first. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And we should say that for those of you who don't know Kim, Kim lost her daughter in a plane crash. And so Kim has spoken to many psychics reaching out to Talia, which her, her daughter, yeah. Talia, who I think I didn't put like a little picture. I kind of, there's her little picture up there. That's <laughs> Talia. Um, so, so with that being said too, is you want to know like, how does the psychic work? Right? Like, does the psychic want to know, know lots of questions or does the psychic just want to be like, don't tell me anything. And each psychic works differently. I think this is very, very important for you to know, like, don't expect every psychic to work the same way. We all process information differently. We all have have expanded our knowledge on how to work our minds and our hearts in a certain way. And so just kind of allow them to do their work in their way. If you kind of try and put them in a box of like, I want this way from you, you're going to be disappointed for sure. Yeah. And a lot of people that um, they question, I mean, there's a lot of psychics out there that are that are fake. Okay. The, I've gone to every psychic you can come up with <laughs> driving down the street, pulling over where it says psychic, which, you know, that's gotta be an issue um, to <laughs> psychics that are highly recommended friends, you know, you um, really world famous, everybody, I've gone to everybody and they all work differently and they all um, question differently and they want your responses differently and but the ones that are not legitimate, the ones that you, you know, pull off the road and the street corner sort of psychics, they they attach themselves to the emotion that you're like putting out there when mm. they say something like, I feel like you had a great loss. And then they see your mm. face and you're about to cry and then they go there. Mm. So um, those are the kind of psychics that you you won't you don't know who they are until you've experienced enough of them. Mm. So if you, you just have to, it's experience. You go to everybody and you just learn who is faking it mm. and who is legit. Yeah, that's interesting that there are some fakes out there, right? And that's why it's important to kind of do your research before you go. And But it's hard because like what you said about like, oh, people read your emotions. Well, empathetic people who are psychic, sometimes they do that too, you know? And it's like, I mean, I don't want to say like, I'm, I would never make anything up. Right. But like, it, sometimes it is like a pathway for me. So like, if somebody does have a certain emotion, I personally might notice like, oh, this is upsetting to them. Like, maybe I need to address this more like with their loved one in spirit. So for me, it could be like a bouncing board onto yeah. onto a topic with their loved one on the other side, right? Or yeah. something that needs to be addressed. So there's a fine line between like, between like is someone just conning you. And there are a lot of people that will con you. I mean, a lot of people, but that's why I say like, get, get a referral um, and do your research. And even like, even if you don't have a referral and you just kind of surf around, like, I feel like, like people who watch me on the internet can get an idea of how I work and who I am. And, and the same with like, when I'm just researching other people or I hear of other people, like I'll go on and I'll get an idea of like, oh, hmm they don't really look legit or, oh, they look really good. Like I really like their content. 
So you can kind of get get the feel there and and trust it. But remember this too is like you're go in and and know that this is something that you are like investing your money in just to kind of try it out. Like like I know it sounds like I really help people in really trying times. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say like, don't reach out to me when you're in a really trying time, because that I feel like I'm really good at that. Uh-huh. But, but be careful of getting so invested that you, you miss the reading. Like if you're so emotionally attached, there's going to be things that are said that you're going to end up missing. Um, yeah. Does yeah, make- because you're expecting, you know, your loved one to say that last time we were talked on the phone, blah, blah. And if they come through you and say, you know, be careful, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're not going to want to hear that. You're going to, they didn't <laughs> tell me what we talked about on the last phone call. I'm so upset. Yeah. So you're right. You're going to miss really important communications. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting too. Cause this goes back to like, to like, I, I personally, and I cannot speak for other psychics, but I personally cannot stand when somebody says to me, first thing they say, you better tell me something I didn't, that you wouldn't know. Like you better tell mm-hmm. me that. And the pro and people say all the time to me. Right. And I, I really, it is like one of my pet peeves because I want to do a good job. Like I, I want to give you that. And I think any legit psychic wants you to be wowed. Like we want you to be like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Like there's no way she or he could have known this. And oh my God, I feel so connected. Like we want you to feel connected. That's like our mission. But when you say it, so here, let me back up. When we, when we as psychics have to communicate with the spirit, or an animal, or whoever we may be talking to, we have to let go of everything. We have to go completely blank. And when we go completely blank, that's a vulnerable place to be. It's like, um, you know, because our heart is wide open, and we just Mm -hmm. have to be like these receivers. And we want to have like the best environment to be able to do that. And when you say something like, tell me, like, you better tell me something. Then my ego gets in the way. And I have this little voice in my head that's like, oh, God, I better be on today. I better really get this. Like, I better give her something. And then I got this other little voice that's like, come on, Laura, you can do it. (laughs) And I don't want that voice there. I want that voice gone, right? I want to just, like, feel like you're just like, okay, like, cool, like, do your thing. So that I can just like open up and, but that's me, like other people. And I've worked really hard to black that out. Like I'm just a sensitive person and I like worked really hard to be like, okay, like I'm like, I'm, I can do this, you know? And I, and I do, I put it aside and I know that some people who do it, like they just, they're scared. They, you know, and it's a vulnerable thing for them to work for us, to work with us. So like, I totally get it. Like I get why you say it. Just think it, don't say it. Like you're totally think it, but don't say it. And um, with that also about how like we have to be completely vulnerable and we have to completely open up. I 
I don't, you know, my, in my work, I have a lot of skeptics too that come to me and like, I'm cool with like skeptics and all, in all forms. Like I get it. Cause like what I do is pretty cool. And so like, I get like the whole skeptic thing. It really, it doesn't really bother me. Like the concept of the skeptic. Um, but if you're skeptic and open, like I wonder like what's going to happen. I don't care if you have like 15 of those in the room with you, but if you have the skeptic who is like, she's the antichrist which is out there there are people like that out there or the significant other that is like what are you doing that for and is just like kind of a little hate is full of hate that's another energy that i have to tune out and block myself from when i go when i go vulnerable because if i'm going back and i'm opening up I might then hear that guy or that girl like talking like, damn, you know, like she's, you know, I I just don't want to hear it. So, and also it's not good for you because you want to be open and you want to be explorative and you want to like, see like what the possibility of this amazing connection, like there is this amazing possibility that opens up. So don't bring one of those people with you. You can get the recording and listen to it later or do the first one and kind of feel it out. And then maybe bring that kind of diehard skeptic a second time. I don't want to say never bring those skeptics because I've transformed them into believers, but you really want to think about what do you want out of the session and how much, how much is it for you? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. Yeah, it is. Because if, if you're like, when I talk to psychics, you and other psychics, I legitimately really want to know whatever I need to be told at that point in time by whether it's my animal, whether it's Talia or her dad or whoever. Um, I want to be as open to that as possible too. And that negative energy, you don't want it, like you said, mm-hmm. but not just because um, you'll hear it, but it like, there's only so much space and like this one's coming in and it might be louder than this one that you really want to hear. Yeah. And so it's like, you're trying to hear all these really great spirits saying stuff to their relatives, whatever. And you have this one skeptic that's shouting and it's mm-hmm. like, it messes up the message. And I don't want that. I know that other people don't want that. They want to hear whatever this, their communication is supposed to be at that time. And whether they understand it, like sometimes I might not understand what's being said, but then later on it'll click and be like, hmm, okay, Mm -hmm. now I get it. So you can't expect everything that's coming out of the psychic's mouth to like hit you right on the spot. Yeah, that's a really good point too. As I always say, like let let it to kind of sit because it might make sense later. Sometimes you're just so like, like, oh my gosh, like what's happening? And you can't like fully process. You can't fully like go deep into what they're saying. Like I've had people say to me, I'm like, there's a sister figure on the other side and she's with your pet and she's saying, and the people are like, I don't have any sister figure. And then like later on, they're like, oh my God, that's like actually my sister. Like they, they <laughs> I'm like, how could you have forgotten your sisters on the other side? Like, but people do, they just have like a, like a hard time, um, like figuring it out right then. And then also, um, with that being said, like I always say, so every, okay. 
this is important too. People have this misconception that when you're a psychic, that you're all knowing, that you should know everything in the universe. And now that is completely impossible. We don't. We only know what's streaming through our consciousness. What the spirits want to tell us, that's what we know, or the animal or whoever it may be. What they want to tell us is what we know. And it's just like communicating with another person here that like they might say something like, like, oh, I had to bring my car into service. Like, we don't know what car that is when you're talking to a person, right? Like, you don't know it's a Mercedes or, a, you know, an old truck or whatever. Like, you don't know what that is. And so we have to ask and go deeper. So don't expect, like, the psychic to know everything. What happens with me, and I don't know if this happens with other psychics, is, like, like, I like to have, like, I like my client to ask questions because, and then tell me de- a little bit of details. Like, if they're having problem with their animal, like, I like to hear, um, like, let's say you're having, like, your animal has a fear issue. Um, I like to hear, why is my dog, you know, scared of thunder? Or why is my dog scared of men with hats? Or why is my dog scared of my boyfriend's friend? Or, or why is my dog scared of when my boyfriend comes out of the shower? Whatever it may be, instead of saying, why is my dog scared? Because if you say, why is my dog scared? There's multiple reasons for that. Your dog could get into all sorts of things about why they're scared and what they're scared of, but never address that one issue that you really wanted to know about. So for me, I like to know that one issue. What happens when you tell me like a little bit of details is then it's almost like putting a magnifying glass on it and then it it opens up and I see more. Now, some psychics aren't like, are like that. They just want to be open and let it come to them. But I like to look and then it opens. So um, that's something to think about too. And going back to um, the, the concept of like waiting late until like letting it sink in. Like I always believe that, well, here, I got a bunch of things to say, but like the, um, like the thing about like exact details, like we want to have exact details, but remember that everything has to come through our consciousness. Okay. And so we, sometimes it will translate in our brain to an association that we know. So for instance, like, let's say an animal or a person's on the other side and they're telling me they're like, oh, I'm with this grandpa man and he's got a old blue Chevy truck. Right. And the client might say to me, oh, I had a grandpa with an old Chevy, but it wasn't blue, you know, and then they're stumped on it wasn't blue. So then it's like for some people, it's like negated. They're like, oh, that can't be my grandpa. It wasn't blue. He had like a red Chevy. But what could happen is I could have an association of a blue Chevy. I could have seen one somewhere. I should have had one in my past. And so the spirits are trying to tell me about that old Chevy. And so they're, they're sending me things that, that will, will make me realize it's an old Chevy. And so I'll pick it up as the blue Chevy, but it's not blue, it's red. But, but to me, I'll pick up Chevy fast if I see the blue Chevy. So you kind of have to be like, oh, okay. Like I get this, like, that's not, that's not, it's not exactly on, but it's, 
close enough to know it's your grandpa there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was the, the, one of the first times I ever talked to a medium was a little after my grandpa died and she came over and she said, well, who do you want to talk to? I said, well, my grandpa, maybe my grandma and whoever else. And so that's all. And, and she, this actually is sort of not exactly the same example. I just thought, but it's cool. <laughs> um, she said, I see your grandpa and he's holding this empty pie tin and he's shaking this empty pie tin. And I don't know what it means. I'm like, Oh my God. Well, I do know what it means because when he was in a coma, I said, wake up from the coma and I'll make you pie. I'll make you pie. And so he was saying, I didn't wake up and I didn't get my pie. And what you were saying brought that to my mind, even though I just realized it. So you kind of made a joke. He was making a joke. He was making a joke and she didn't know what it was, but she told me, but she didn't, she didn't have an association with it. So she just said it and I picked up right on it. Um, But yeah, I, a spiritual teacher of mine said that when you're in the spirit or picking up spiritual messages, your mind sometimes because of what your actual mind does will transpose it. Maybe something will show up on the right, but it's really on the left. Mm-hmm. It might be big, but it shows up little. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like, it could be this, but it's that. And you just have to give yourself a break because it's just coming through you. Right, right. And it will make kind of sense if you kind of sit with it and kind of yeah. kind of decipher it. Yeah, back to your like the grandpa and the pie tin. That's what I often say to people is that the spirits on the other side try to say a lot in a little. And yeah. so they're trying to say something huge, but we only know the psychics only know so much about your lives. So we can't like decipher it to the extent that it really could be meaningful to you. And so like this actually happened this morning with, with a client of mine, I was talking uh, to her mom, her mom passed away and, uh, and she was saying, her mom was saying that when she got to heaven, that she was able to relive this like all these beautiful memories with her daughter the my client who when her daughter was at a young age so it and i said it was kind of like toddler through grade school like it kind of felt like grade school junior high like that age and that she was able to like live relive like all these memories and all these things that they were able to do and that's like one of the things that happened to her once she crossed over well Um, you know, we just kind of thought that's like a nice concept. Right. And, but, you know, but in the back of my mind, when those things come up, I'm going, Hmm, wonder if she's trying to say something else, you know? And sometimes I'll say that to people. I'll be like, I feel like there's like a deeper meaning to it. But so we kind of were like going on with the sessions and something else came up later. And she's, and my client said to me, you know, my mom, always felt guilty that she wasn't like a good mother to me when I was young, that she always had to like work. And I always had to spend time with my grandma and she always felt like extremely guilty for that. And I always kept telling her, like, you don't have to feel guilty. Like, I feel like I had a great childhood. And so what actually her mother was doing by telling us that she relived all those memories, which is one thing super cool that what happened is 
spirit was like, we don't want you to hold this in the afterlife because actually you were a really great mom. And like, look at all these experiences where you were a great mom. And so she was able to kind of let that go. And so, so if we, if my client, she's used me a lot. So like she, she and I can kind of go back and forth and be like, okay, what do you think that means to you? Like, like, could, could it be this, you know, like she's trying to say a lot. So then we, she kind of had this like, aha, like, wow, that's so cool that this is happening. So, but it might go over someone else. So that's why after a session, it's really good to kind of go back over it and be like, okay, why do you think that came up? Because Mm -hmm. that reason, that thing could have come up for another reason. You know, like your grandpa could have just been saying a joke, you know? And that is like, he's saying, like, not just only is your grandpa just not saying like, a joke, like I didn't get my pie, but he's also telling you, I'm good here. I can laugh here. And right? he's saying, I was in the coma, but I could still hear you. But I could still which hear you. A lot you. of people have questions about. Exactly. So. Exactly. So there's a lot being said yeah. in that one pie pan. Exactly. Exactly. And on another note about your loved ones saying something, you know, to prove that they're there having nothing to do with, you, you know, not a test, but I've had this happen a few times that when I've met with new psychics, um, my daughter, Talia, she would say something so out of the blue that the psychic would have to ask me, what does this mean? Mm. And then I would laugh and say, that's something she says. So I know that it's her, it's mm-hmm. her. So I've never asked for a test because that's mm. not what you do. But Mm. on her own, she has wanted me to know, really, and it's not like this one's legitimate and that one's not. It's more Mm. like this one's legitimate and what she has to tell you is going to be serious. So you should listen to her and pay attention because this is important. Um, And so she would say, you know, this is me, mom, in her way. And Mm. then I knew that the lesson or the cleanse or whatever I was working with the psychic with, really pay attention to her because Toya kind of gave her rubber stamp to her. So oh, interesting. Forward. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so neat. Yeah. And yeah. so if you, if you have enough experience with, like you said, like one psychic, you get to know them. Mm-hmm. And like with you, like I know absolutely that you hear Talia and my animals and whoever else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we first met the very first time that I had you come talk to my animals, you know, I was open. I wasn't skeptical. Like, oh, I'm going to have this girl come talk to Mm. my dogs and I'm not sure I believe her. No, if you're going to have someone talk to your animals or the spirits for you, it's because you want to know something. Yeah. And so just be open and free. It's like the things that you get Mm -hmm. are are magical. Yeah. They they really are. And you know what? There are fakes out there, but you learn to know who they are by your, your instincts will tell you this doesn't feel right. Yeah. And with that being said, too, there's also a lot of people on different levels of their psychic development that are out like doing car readings or, you know, or just reading psychic readings, palm readings, whatever they may be. Like, even if you do just kind of stop off at a metaphysical store and do it. And 
those people are just on their journey and they're like constantly like learning like how to process information. So sometimes like if like a couple of things don't feel right, it doesn't mean the whole reading won't be right. You know, like there might be like, they might be kind of working on it, trying, they might be like a little off or their association is coming in too much, but then spirit is like, no, I want you to know something. And they have a moment where they're just open and they nail it. And and just kind of know like, okay, like they nailed that one thing. That other stuff didn't really feel right. You know, that's okay. Like but just maybe that stuff. Like some stuff will like not just feel, will feel a little off just because you haven't thought about it enough and you just need to think deeper. Some things might feel a little off because they're just a little off, you know? Or, or maybe it's like your next client. Like when I went to... um to like a gallery reading with John Edwards, like, mm-hmm. you know, he's on saying something to somebody and then he says this and they're like, no. And he says that, and they're like, no, he's like, Hmm. And then he knows enough from the experience to go, does that work for anyone else? Because, yeah. you know, someone else is coming in and that could be it. Like just because you're one person talking to one person doesn't mean that your next customer's spirit people aren't getting ready to come talk to you yeah, or trying to get in there. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I don't think I have that as much because I'm the kind of psychic who's, I want to know who I'm talking to. Like Mm -hmm. I get a picture, that's my phone number. Like that, that's their phone number. That's who I'm talking to. We're other psychics and no right, no way is wrong versus right. It's just different ways we do it. But someone like John Edwards, he opens himself up to anyone who comes in. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know in, in those gallery settings, I don't know what he does in private, you know? So, so that, you know, it, it, that definitely can happen in like a gallery setting, but even in the gallery setting, I think sometimes like it could be coming in for multiple people. Like there's almost like multiple spirits who are saying like, you need to learn this lesson and to, and like, this is like a joint <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, a, like a joint thing. I don't know. Sometimes I, I feel that. And those group things, I'm not in love with them. I've done a couple and I'm done. I'm not doing any more. But it was a good experience and it's good for me to learn how they work. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm too much of an introvert for those. Oh, and you get such intense information. Yeah. What? You get really specific, intense information. And yeah. to get that with like all these people at once. I know. Like, oh my <laughs> it's like God. overwhelming. Yeah. Maybe one day, but I, I don't know. It's <laughs> not, not a goal. Um, so uh, more about, because I'm someone who has some people in my life that are the skeptics and they're mm. always like, I want to know this code. Like when I die, I will give you through the psychic this code. And if it's not that code, then you're not really talking to me. And it's like, it's very hard when you are a believer. So if a person going to the psychic that you, your heart is open and you want to hear, forget about the people in your life that are the skeptics, just let them be, let them be skeptics. That's none of your business. It's none of their business, what you do, whatever, even if it's your spouse, Mm. like keep it separate because you don't want anything to interfere with your messages that are coming for you that are going to bring you happiness and joy, maybe some sadness, maybe some lessons, but 
don't let them interfere with your beliefs because mm. our, it's taken me a long time. I mean, I started off years, years ago, agnostic. And then when Talia and her dad died, it was like, boom, um, communication to believers. And, and I don't want to go backwards. So it's like, don't, it takes a long time to be open to, you know, your birthright. And so if you're going to spend the time and money and open your heart to go hear Laura or another psychic, just try to forget about the skeptics in your life and let yeah. the messages come. And if you have to keep the messages secret so that they don't, you know, the people in your life don't poo poo them, well, go ahead, keep them secret, but it's mm. for you. Your messages are for you. Yeah. It's interesting. I think sometimes when people are like, Sometimes like if they talk to their loved one beforehand and be like, I'd like, I really want to know, like, it's you, you know, like say something, I, I think say something rather than say this direct thing, you know, mm -hmm. like, like, let's say it's hummingbird or whatever, you know, like say something about a hummingbird, like, um, sometimes I mean, this is kind of strange because like sometimes like people do that with me and sometimes like I'll nail it, like it will come up and people will be like, oh my gosh, no way. Like I asked them to say that, but then other times people do it and I, I don't know until later they tell me. And, um, but the, the person is saying like, there's a greater message. There's something else they want them to know. Like you know, something about the pain they're going through or something about like some, something they want them to do in their lives or there's like a greater message. And I might like, like subtly see something flapping and not pick up the hummingbird. Like, like I might catch it a little, but I don't really see it or I let it go. Like that's happened to me. Well, sometimes I don't catch it at all. And then sometimes I'll catch it a little, but not enough to mention it. And, but there's other, these other profound things. So I think kind of like, try not to test. I think the testing is, mm -hmm. is you're, you're putting a restriction, but like sometimes people say to me, which I love is like, and they do it with the animals too. Like they, they'll have questions in their head and then they're their loved one or their animal like answers the questions. They don't even ask. Yep. yep. Right. And mm -hmm. so that's just like having that strong intention of like, what do you want out of the session? Like, what do you, how do you feel? Like, what do you want? And I, that when it's super clear, then you're going to get, you're going to get your answers when your answers are super clear. But if you're yep. thinking the whole session, hummingbird, 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 you're going to miss, you're going to miss. Mm -hmm the rest of it yeah yeah exactly yeah and for those that are you know shopping around and all this and trying everybody it doesn't matter have fun if you have, have two fake whatevers to you know and you get one amazing one you got an amazing one just forget about the two other ones yeah cares? or if you get like something out of the session that was kind of fun yeah. I want to say this. I don't really get this kind of stuff, but I do feel like I need to say it. Don't go to a psychic for like, is he going to marry me? Or is he going to leave his wife? Or I, And the, the reason why I, I have a problem with that is like, one, I think 
to, for, as a first psychic to actually read the future, I think that's an extraordinary gift. And I think that that is, I don't think it's the norm of psychics to actually read the future. Um, I mean, some of them totally do, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's like the norm. And, um, and I believe that, that when you, if let's say you have this like fantasy of, um, of getting, let, let's say you want this guy to marry you, right? And the guy's not asking you to marry him. But you have this fantasy that's so strong of like your wedding day and like like you have created it. What's to say that psychic is not going to pick up the fantasy rather than the reality and know? So not okay. to say that he's not going to ask you to marry him, but I feel like if you have to ask a psychic, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> probably not a good, a good, uh, a good thing for how the future is going to turn out. Yeah. And, and to expand a little spiritually, you know, there's not one outcome. There's like probable futures yes. and your path takes you and it closes that probable and makes that possible. So who knows what's going to happen? That's true. That's true that there are so many different and it can change with like how your thinking changes. So, but I think there are a lot of psychics out there that want to take money for women and men that are asking those questions. Like, don't go broke talking to psychics for that. Yeah, exactly. I don't do future stuff because I believe we have the power to change our future. Although Mm. not to say that like sometimes the animals or like the, the spirits have like come out and said something and people are like, Oh my God, that actually happened, Laura. But it's not what I'm like looking for. It's not like I'm not looking for predictions. There are some that do that though. But they they have to be really skilled. Yeah. Yeah. That could lead the person that got the answer down a path, though, that really isn't their path because it's their path for now. But then it's not their path if they make a secondary choice. So who knows? It's just a sketchy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for who you're going to marry, when, what your next job will be, and if you're going to get a new car. I think those are like too materialistic. I mean, look yeah, for, and I also believe know. like create that in your heart and like put that reality out there in your heart for like what you really want. And then that will come. That's a yeah. whole manifestation. Yeah. A whole talk. different deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a different, maybe Kim and I will do a manifestation talk, but that that's different. That's different. That that's in your power. I feel not yeah. in just like floating out there, like let <laughs> it be your power, create it. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, like what? Is there anything else? Let me read my notes real quick and see if I just thought of something. I think I've got everything. Oh, um... You know, I mean, this is kind of, well, I think like, uh, um, I think it's important to like ask us, I think I've mentioned this already, but to ask a psychic, like how they work and like, like something like ask them, like if something doesn't feel right to you, 
like tell them like that doesn't feel right. Like, 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 what do you think that is? And let them explore it deeper, you know, and kind of like sometimes people who are like really like used to working with psychics and I'll say something and I'll be like, do you know what that means? Like, because I haven't been, I won't be able to get the, the full gist of it. And they'll say something like, like, because they're used to working with psychics and they're used to going back and forth and they'll be like, yeah, maybe it means this. And I'll know, I'll be like, nah, that's not it. Like, I can't give myself that. Like, I don't feel like that's it. So like, definitely be like, if, if things don't make sense, like say it don't make sense. And a, a true psychic is going to be able to know themselves and know when they're on. Like, I'll be, still be like, I feel like they still want to tell you something, but I'm having a harder time getting more details, but I, but this might make sense to you later. And and uh, sometimes like sister figures can be aunts, they can be good friends, you know, brother figures can be uncles, they can be good friends. Sometimes they're fathers who is more like a brother than a father. Like, so you kind of have to just, you know, kind of be like, hmm, what does that mean? You kind of discussed already. So someone's asking if there's any courses that you recommend. And I know you have your CDs that can help people learn to communicate with their animals. Yeah, I have a meditation CD that you can listen to. You can get it on my website. It's called thepetpsychic.com. And, and the meditation CD is to connect with your animal in the afterlife. You can actually use it to connect with people too. Mm. Um, and then I've got courses coming out this year. So I've got one on learning how to talk with the animals coming out, hopefully by the end of this month. And uh, hopefully that's going to carry over to just like psychic development and, and all sorts of different courses. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, as for other courses, you know, with psychic development, is that what they mean? Um, um, it's kind of cut off. I think just how to learn how to communicate. I think you can scroll it now. Um, I... Uh, I'm a big fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza and his meditation techniques. Um, so going to that and also the Monroe Institute, I'm a big fan of Hay House. You know, any of those platforms are really great to learn. And I um, i am a big fan of Tom Brown Jr., all the philosophy, the philosophy line of his classes. It's the spiritual. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was fun. Thanks for having me, Laura. Oh, here. Oh, my God. Of course, Kim. I'm going to do it all the time. Here, yeah. should we read this? I want to kind of read this comment. Uh, thank you for doing this talk today. When you're doing a reading, how can you tell if you're reading the energy of the person or actually getting information from a deceased pet? I personally am going directly to the pet. I'm not paying attention to the person. So I just... Like to me, they're completely different frequencies. Like if you think about each, everyone having a frequency, like on a radio dial, I'm going to that pet, right? So I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, That's a question. That said, like, like I said before, like you can use the person as like a jumping board for something else. So like if they're, if I feel like I, I want people to feel connected and I want them to feel like, if they have any guilt or, you know, any sort of issues from the death of their pet, if I notice someone's got like an issue, 
I will then address that with the pet and see what the pet has to say to help the person. But I'm not getting the information really from the person, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think like when you very first start learning how to do this, this is a good question because I still Mm -hmm. have that. It's like, I'm getting something, but am I getting it from Taya or is it my dad or is it Micah or who is it? It's like that is a learning curve that you need to go through to learn to decipher who is who and who's there. And everybody feels different. They do have their own frequency, Mm -hmm. like Laura said. It's just figuring it out and learning how you can know the difference in your body and how you feel. Yeah. And that really comes from knowing yourself. If you can know yourself, what you were thinking and feeling and seeing in your mind at any given moment, it's going to be a lot easier to catch it from the other, from who, who else it's coming from. But really, if you really think about it, you know who your pet is and you know who you are. I mean, if you <laughs> love your pet, you know the energy of your pet. So don't make it too difficult for yourself. Yeah. Don't try to get away. Exactly. Like, Mm-hmm. Like you got it. Like, don't doubt it. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Oh yeah. That's the courses one. Uh, do you see one, Kim? You want, we should answer. No, I think we got them. Uh, Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks, Jen. So yeah, this like Linda who says, uh, totally the animal may have something different it wants to bring up. Expecting the psychic to figure out what the client wants to hear is unrealistic. If you want specific information, you need to ask the animal specific questions. Yeah, and like that's how I work. Like I like specific questions. But like I said, there are some really good pet psychics and really good psychics that don't want to know questions. And that that's just that those people. And when you're working with those people, you got to just say, okay, they're that kind of psychic and let them do their work. Like, like really understand that a psychic knows how they best get information. They themselves. So let them do it the way they do it and uh, forget everything else, you know, because, because, like they might tell you something really cool you weren't expecting and they might end up answering your questions along the way, but maybe not. Maybe you're supposed to hear something different. Um, yeah. Thanks you guys for joining us. Really cool. I love to see all you guys here. <laughs> all right. Well, well, until next time, maybe Cam and I are going to maybe do these. Are we? Are we going to do them yeah. every Sunday? I think we should. It's fun. Yeah. So every Sunday and four, we're going to show up and talk about all sorts of things. So uh, we hope that you can join us. It's so great to see everybody here. It is. All right, you guys. Go talk to the animals and and your loved ones in heaven. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Um, again, I'm Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic, and you can check out my website at thepetpsychic.com. I got a bunch of books out and a meditation CD. You can find them on Amazon. Just Google Laura Stinchfield or the pet psychic, and all my stuff will come up. 
Um, and you can find the links on the website too. And Kim, why don't you tell them about, about, about where your stuff is? Um, well, you can find information and my books on KimberlyKlein.com. Also Amazon. I have um, the book about the story of what happened with my daughter, Hummingbirds Don't Fly in the Rain. And her communications, I have a few books out and one of them is a collection of all of her communications in one book. And you can find it. It's called The Universe Speaks, The Heavenly Dialogue. And that's on Amazon or any bookstore, really. It's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So well, thank you all for joining us. And uh, I didn't do the best job at manning the chat. But as we continue, we're going to do more of these. And as we continue to do them, I'm going to be watching the chat more. And, and we'll get um, better notice out about when we're, when we're going to do these lives. Right, Kim? We should do it more. Yeah. It'll be fun. We yeah. should. It's so much fun, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys. Go talk to the animals and listen to spirits and trust and believe. Have a good day. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.